Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this new crazy mother. What's up, monkeys? Monkey Dan here, and welcome to the Live Wild or Die podcast. I've been holding off on doing this episode for a few days. So on Monday, March 22nd, we had a mass shooting here in Boulder, Colorado. Ten people were killed. And it's just uh, its such a horrible, just nonsensical tragedy. So it's something um, I knew I wanted to at least reflect upon it a little bit since it was... 5.7 miles from our house, which man, it's, I think it's once I realized that is when it really started to hit home a little bit more, but let me just go back and start from the beginning. So Monday I was shooting film, I was shooting video for the 21 day habit for stoic and shooting going great. I'm really stoked. I got a text from a buddy, shout out to Michael Butts, saying, hey man, are you in Anaheim? And I said, no. I texted him back and said, no, are you in the neighborhood? Do you want to hang out or something? And he just texts me back. He says, there's an active shooter at King Supers at Table Mesa, which is Table Mesa and 93 is the intersection right there. And it's something, you know, I go by that area all the time. I have been by it all the time. I've shopped in that store. <sighs> I don't know, a dozen times at least probably it's the, that road is kind of the main artery to many of the major trailheads here in Boulder. So it's a super frequent area that a lot of people in both Boulder and then the surrounding area, you're gonna, you're gonna know where that area is. There's a really famous mountaineering store, Neptune mountaineering. It's, it's not like this kind of tucked away area. It's, it's a pretty recognizable spot that a lot of people at least have been by. So, uh, it's had an interesting, I don't think interesting is the right word. I think the impact has resonated a little bit farther out of Boulder itself. But anyways, back to Monday, we're filming my buddy butts texts me. And when he said active shooter, it didn't, it's so crazy to think back and reflect that now, but I didn't really react, I, uh, which I found so fascinating. I had almost no initial emotion except to get a hold of my wife and make sure she didn't happen to be there, which I wouldn't have expected her to be. So I wasn't really concerned, but it's just you never know. So just check that off the list. And then it was, well, who do we know that lives in the area? So we started to kind of reach out to a few people, but by the time he had texted me that they'd already arrested the guy and it was, the incident was over with. So there wasn't, there wasn't like this by the time I found out that the threat was over, but again, I found it so fascinating how I just, I didn't react. I didn't really have a ton of emotion. I kind of just went into action mode, I guess. And I've noticed that over when I've been in basically life or death situations, I've, I've been, I guess, fortunate that I'm really good at kind of detaching emotionally from the situation and I can focus on action. And then once things have kind of calmed down, the dust has settled, then I'm able to, then I get, I guess, a little bit more emotional. And it was so crazy. Like 
you know, kind of went, it was maybe a five, 10 minute thing. Like, Oh shit, there's an active shooter. Like reach out to a few people, check the news. Seemed like it was over with. And it's like, went back to just went back to filming. You know, it's, um, saying that out loud is a little, I guess, strange. But so we finished shooting, went home, you know, it was just on the news all night, just trying to figure out what had happened. And shout out to the monkeys who sent texts, monkey, Jared, Nick, oh, I'm going to forget people. Shout out to Chris. And, uh, I apologize if I, I don't have my list in front of me, but if you guys sent notes, I really appreciate it. That, uh, that meant a lot. But yeah, it's been, I've just been reflecting since Monday and I was, again, I was just surprised at my initial response, how it was, there was, was not a ton of emotion. And, uh, I did wake up though, you know, like I said, Monday, we were just looking at the news, trying to understand what happened, figure out the motive, all these different things. And I woke up Monday night, like it was kind of in a state of, it wasn't a panic attack, but it was a state of like, I guess panic, but I wouldn't call it a panic attack. I just, I had this kind of, kind of urge to take action or something. My heart was racing. I just muscles felt tense. And I think it was, I honestly think it was a delayed response to it's kind of a delayed emotional response to taking in this information. And, you know, it's, it's intense. It's heavy information. It's, you know, like I said, it's 5.7 miles down the road. Definitely. It's, I haven't been in that store for, I don't know. It's probably been at least a year, but you know, it could be one of those things. I could have been out on a trail. Wife could have texted me said, Hey, can you pick up whatever eggs? You know, it's, it's very within the realm of possibility of being there. You know, the opposite is true. She could have been, you know, headed back from hanging out with a friend or doing something and stopped in. So it's just that thought certainly crosses your mind when, especially when it's again, literally that close to home. And it kind of makes you think like what you kind of go through this scenario in your head, like, well, what, what would you do if you were there? Would you be a coward? Would you, and let me, let me add some context to that. Like, I don't think running away from an active shooter when you're unarmed is cowardly at all, but maybe there's, I don't know if you're with your family, do you do something that you definitely wouldn't be proud of that would be certainly considered cowardly. You know, what if you were there with a friend? What if you saw someone you could have helped and you instead go save yourself type of thing? So it's just these different, it's like, what would you do? You know, and it's, there's no right answer. It's just how can anyone really prepare for that? So those thoughts do cross your mind though. And then again, having a wife, two kids, it's like, that thought crosses your mind of you're, you're in this helpless situation, you know? So what would you do? And again, there's no right answer, but you think about it and it's just, it's, it's just such a horrible, horrible event. Is event even the right word? I just, I can't imagine 
having that happen to your son, your daughter, your husband, your wife, just getting them ripped away from you like that is so just the, the sadness and pain. It's just exponential from, you know, someone that's maybe they're older and they they have cancer and they just have this kind of obvious and they have this obvious decline that you can, I guess, prepare for. But when someone is, especially when someone's younger and they just get taken that way, man, I just, I can't imagine what that would be like. So when things like this happen now, especially when I hear about younger kids, you know, tragedies happening, it's like looking at your own kids, you just, you would gladly take their place infinite times over before you would see them go. So that's, um, again, that's just another one of those things where it's just, you think about it, you know, and I, one thing that makes this whole, one thing that makes it so challenging to just digest mentally is it just, there's no ration behind what happened. You know, I've been looking at the news. I think there's a lot still to be uncovered, but the general sense I'm getting is this guy seemed schizophrenic or bipolar, had some, some sort of mental condition. And, uh, that's, that's not, that's not an excuse at all. And I think he should experience the full, well, how do you say this properly? He should experience the, uh, full magnitude of the law. And I think I, I, I have faith that that will happen. But, you know, when someone just, when something irrational is perpetrated, you can't try and make sense of it. It's, it's what the term that keeps coming to mind for me is it's a glitch in the matrix. It just, it doesn't make sense. And trying to make sense of it, I think almost makes it, it can make it worse in a way. So I haven't been trying to make sense of everything that happened. It's more of just trying to. I guess, understand. And, you know, the other thing I was talking to monkey Dave about this, we talked on Tuesday, I believe. And, you know, he, he brought up the point. It's this, it's, it's a, it's a good reminder that life is short and you just don't know when you're going to go and how you're going to go. And it's definitely not the way you want to go, but uh, it's kind of a good reminder in a very dark way that, you know, you just don't know. So it's things you take for granted, your family, your friends, just there's all these things that we take as kind of given that could, the reality is they could be taken away or be gone in, in an instant. So it's a dark, uh, it's a dark way for, I guess, a positive reminder to come about, but it's always, I think, beneficial to try and find some, some source of goodness in, in the, 
and malevolence, which I, I started reading Jordan Peterson's new book, which is really good by the way, but he talks about malevolence and how you can just kind of boil in that and simmer in that for years and then, and then finally act. So it's something, something to think about more and more is something I think about more and more is just making sure and I, I talk about this, how I've become more interested in the mental side and the psychological side of just of training. But I think also it's really life in general, you know, and I'm, I'm far from perfect. And I know, I know there's been times where like, if you let, you can let resentments build up and other things like that. And it just, uh, it eats away with you. it eats away at you, you know? So it's, it's a real, this is also a really good example of why you just, you got to take care of your mind. And I think it kind of goes on both sides. You know, you want to, you want to kind of make sure you're at peace with your loved ones and yourself, just because again, you never know when that knock is coming. And then on the flip side, you don't want to go down that dark road and, uh, you know, do something just, uh, completely evil. So those are kind of my reflections on this mass shooting that happened here in Boulder. And yeah, actually talking it out like that is really help helping to organize my thoughts. So yeah, like I said, monkeys, for those of you that sent notes in whatever form, I really appreciate it. You know, we were, we were totally safe. We were totally fine. And, um, yeah, we're just, we're acknowledge where we want to Acknowledge what happened, pay our respects to those that lost their lives. And then, you know, we'll move forward. So I'm posting this on a Friday. So uh, hopefully it's not too much of a, a bummer for your weekend. But again, I think it's it's better to get it out, to talk it out. Just you got to release these thoughts, one for yourself and for others. I think, you know, it's. I think it, it probably is important for other people to hear just what it's like being so close to something like that. So hopefully my, uh, my ramblings were provided some insight and yeah, I appreciate you guys. We'll keep on monkeying and I'll see you guys out there. So thanks for tuning in. Appreciate you monkeys.